Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Voice and Missionaries podcast. Um, today, welcome to the uh, Modern Wisdom, talking about faith today, Modern Wisdom Faith episode. Uh, this is a new series that we'll be doing in preparation um, for a, a big event in our church we call our General Conference, where we'll be able to hear the words and inspiration from modern-day prophets and apostles um, as they teach us and guide us. Um, we'll have, be having Elder Roberts come on here again, like usual, so we'll be blessed to have him on here in a minute. Um, but it just has a, as, as a uh, precursor we'll be talking about today. Um, we'll talk about modern wisdom. We'll be talking about other prophets and apostles uh, and the words they've spoken in the past, ways that they've been, uh, guided us and influenced us um, and kind of taught the things that the Lord would have us uh, learn and understand as we are all seeking to come closer to Jesus Christ. Um, I know that's a goal for many of us. I would hope all of us listening here today to be able to um, constantly learn about our Savior and come closer to Him. And our modern-day prophets and apostles um, that are part of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, um, act as the Lord's mouthpiece to teach and guide us as we seek to come closer to Him and be able to learn more about Him, the things that He has for us to learn and to understand. Um, so when Elder Roberts gets on here, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, but like always, guys, we totally we invite you to um, leave any questions or comments that you have uh, as we talk today, um, because that's the whole reason we do this live format here on Voice of the Missionaries. We have this thing so that anybody can leave questions, comments, um, be able to have a conversation, be able to talk about these things um, instead of just us speaking to you guys, that we can discuss the things of importance as they pertain to our souls and the incredible blessing that we have to know that Jesus Christ is real, that he is alive, that he is guiding us and teaching us, and that he has restored our church, the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, to the earth today. Uh, and he leads it and guides it through his prophets and apostles. Uh, Elder Roberts is going to be getting on right here, so we'll go ahead and uh, add him on here, and then we'll be able to go ahead and get it. Uh, he's getting on, like always, guys, we're so glad to have you on. Um, and yeah, just leave questions, comments, um, we'll go ahead and get on. Um, Manoda Roberts, get on here. I'll go ahead and open the opening prayer to be able to invite the Spirit. Um, like always, we do that in order to invite the Spirit into what we're talking about and be able to have uh, a powerful discussion. Thank you, Elder Roberts, for coming on. Of course. Glad to be here. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess we can just go ahead and get started then. Uh, I'll go ahead and open that prayer, and then we can go ahead and start talking about what we've got today. Alrighty. Awesome. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come before thee at this time, we are so grateful for the opportunity that we have to be thy children, to be able to um, have this time that we can set apart to come before thee, and that we are able to be united over technology across distance and on different times that we can uh, hear this message that thou has prepared for us. Father, as we um, talk today, um, both me and Roberts, and also those as they leave comments, we Ask thy blessing upon all of us that we can have thy spiritually with us, that we can be strengthened and uplifted and be able to um, receive the message that thou hast prepared for us to be able to hear, and that we can strengthen our relationship with thee and thy son, and that we can be able to know of the things that thou hast blessed us with, especially these prophets and apostles, the words that they have prepared for us to um, seek and be able to learn of. Father, we are so grateful for all we've been given. We love thee so very much. We say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming on today. Thank you, Elder Roberts. We'll go ahead and get started. Um, today we're going to be talking about faith, right? We're talking about um, this incredible blessing we have to know what faith is. We've talked about faith a lot in the past, um, but we talk about it today 
uh, instead of reading, uh, instead of just focusing on scriptures that we've been reading in the past, we're specifically going to be focusing on um, the words of faith and inspiration that come from modern day prophets and apostles. Um, what the biggest of those, and one that we're going to be focusing on, especially here today, um, is Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. He is currently in the Quorum of Twelve Apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and he, along with other prophets and apostles now and in the past, um, teach and inspire us about faith and about the importance in, in our lives. So I guess kind of just to start off before we start reading some of the um, powerful words of inspiration that he has for us, Elder Roberts, what does it mean to you um, to have faith, but not only, I guess not only a faith, but also um, the blessing that we have to learn about faith from prophets and apostles, modern day prophets and apostles. That is a good point. I love the scriptures and I love the wisdom and advice that they give us, but they also don't talk about specific modern problems and problems that we face individually and on national and world levels. And so honestly, what I love about having modern prophets and apostles is that we get to hear the same truths, faith, repentance, baptism. We, we get to hear the same truths, but they are in modern context and they help us understand our world today. Not just, yes, I should be a good person, but how can I specifically be a good person in this modern world at this time? I think that's what I love about being able to read the words of modern prophets today. Thank you. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, I, I think actually that brings uh, just kind of to precursor this talk before we start um, talking about it. Um, there's a verse in the Book of Mormon that kind of prefaces everything that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and that's in 1 Nephi chapter 11, or sorry, chapter 10, my bad, uh, verse 18. And it's talking about the Savior Jesus Christ here. Um, this is a vision that was given to um, Lehi, one of the prophets in the Book of Mormon. Uh, and he says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared for all men from the foundation of the world, if it so be that they repent and come unto him. And part of that has to do, and why I would definitely say that this is kind of talk about what we're talking about today, is the fact that Jesus Christ is still guiding his church today. And as such, he still inspires us. And that's why we have modern-day prophets and apostles, the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and the President of the Church, the modern-day prophets here in Revelator, that are literally the mouthpieces of the Lord. And when they speak about things like faith, like we're talking about today, they're speaking the words that the Savior himself wants us to hear. Uh, I think that that is uh, a powerful inspiration to us, that he is here, that Christ is guiding and teaching us, and he has not left us alone to kind of figure it out on ourselves. He's given us that guidance and teaching that we can look towards. One of these things that I really believe, um, I really love that um, we're talking about that, one of those things that Elder Holland says, one of the corner of the twelve. He says, uh, talking about faith, that despite doubt or troubling times, uh, as we hold to the ground that we have already been given, the ground that uh, we are blessed to have as we have our faith, even if that ground is limited, that we will be strengthened and uplifted as we do. Um, and I love that these quotes that we read today as we talk about it um, inspire us, um, are literally, as I, as I think about them, I, I'm, obviously I, I greatly appreciate these prophets and apostles, and I respect them and love them. But also, when I really think about it, these are the words that God himself and his son Jesus Christ have prepared for us to hear. I mean, that's, that's exactly right, because the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has that proper authority now in 
in modern times, we have that same authority that Christ gave the original 12 apostles. And so, of course, he would convey the same message, but a little bit differently, as the same as a parent would talk to two children a little differently, because they know what works with them. And honestly, I love Elder Holland's insights on faith. He's given so many recently. And we're going to read some quotes from him, but we're also going to read some quotes from other people. And I guess, Elder Harrington, before we read some more of those quotes and talk about it, in, in your life, how have you seen having faith in Jesus Christ help you and kind of be a positive? Hmm. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind, if I were to think about like what faith has done for me, besides the obvious, like being able to have faith in the Book of Mormon, being able to have faith in the Savior himself, uh, I'd say faith is kind of like a safety net. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the world. There's a lot of trials. There's a lot of, you know, random, random fiery darts of the adversary that get chucked our way every once in a while. Um, but I'd say that with faith as a safety net, then even if those things are going to, let's say, knock you off your pedestal and you know, you're standing high and tall and you're going really good and then something comes and knocks you back down, that safety net's going to catch you. Um, and you have that faith to fall back on where, um, you have that that base building block that you're never really going to hit rock bottom because you're never giving up your faith. You're never um, you're never stop you never stop believing in the Savior. And as long as you have faith, um, it's it's kind of backed up with that safety net. I I love that idea of a safety net, and just because it's a safety net doesn't mean that we can't be adding to it. And we can always be adding to our faith, growing it. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the pattern Christ is kind of set for us. It isn't one circle that we complete and then we're done. We constantly have to have faith, repent, be baptized or take the sacrament, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and keep enduring, keep going. And I, I love that idea that our faith, when all else fails, we can fall back and say, I believe Jesus Christ loves me. I believe that God sent his son to atone for my sins. When we, we could take the, the biblical example of Job, where he lost everything, everything was gone. And that safety net was still there, that faith. And honestly, there, there's actually another quote from kind of a, a more modern apostle. He, this was a couple years ago. His name is Robert D. Hales. And he had this to say about this topic. He said, suffering can take us one of two ways. It can be a strengthening and purifying experience combined with faith, or it can be a destructive force in our lives if we don't have the faith in the Lord's atoning sacrifice. And that's essentially what you illustrated with being knocked off our pedestal. We can either fall under that net or we can fall and hit hard. And that net is our faith, but our faith in what? Our faith in the Lord's atoning sacrifice. It's not just, it's not good enough to just believe in God, say, yeah, I think there's a God, or yeah, Christ was probably a person. We have to believe that Christ is our Savior and our Redeemer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really like how you talk about that, that atonement there when it ties into the safety because. You know, when you have that safety net, and I also like what you said there about building your faith, right? Sa that, that safety net doesn't always stay in the same spot. Uh, I think one way to imagine it is if you're like walking a tightrope, and that's, that's life. The tightrope is life, and you're walking that tightrope. 
um, your faith, as you build your faith up, that net gets moved higher and higher. It gets moved closer to the light, the that straight and narrow path we've talked about before the scriptures speak of, um, where you have to walk that path and your faith builds up, the, your faith lifts the net higher and higher. So if the ground were down really low and the net was up and the tight ropes all the way up here, then you can continuously move your safety net higher and higher, closer to the tight rope. That way, whenever anything happens, you just keep on going. Eventually, you'll get to the point where as you have your faith built rock solid upon the Savior, then nothing's really going to bother you. You're going to get knocked off the tightrope and just stand right back up and keep on walking. Um, and obviously that takes yeah. work. It takes a while, but I really, really like how that's backed up as we read these, as you read these words, as you read the inspiration. And I like actually, I really like what Nicole Roberts commented. She said, I find as I work on increasing my faith by reading scriptures and trying to live my life as Christ wants, I am happier and, oh, I am happier and have more peace. I can't imagine living in this world without him. And I really like that so much because that's definitely true. That really is just kind of you know, a, a powerful testimony. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Nicole, for that testimony that faith is something that is continuous, something that blesses our lives, that not only acts as a safety net, but also acts as our hope and our, 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 our desire for the future. It acts as everything that we, we hope to be. We hope to come closer to the Savior, and faith is kind of the embodiment of that. I like what... Yeah. Um, another prophet and apostle, another apostle, uh, Harold B. Lee said, he said, the only safety we have as members of the church or as individuals in the world is to give heed to the commandments that the world, that, that the Lord has given through his prophet. There will be some things that take patience and faith. You may not like what comes. It may contradict your political views, your social views. It may interfere with your life. But if you listen to these things as if from the mouth of the Lord himself, quote, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you, and the Lord God will disperse the powers of darkness over you. That, that is, <laughs> that, I mean, that's awesome. That is a literal promise from the Savior himself through the mouth of his apostle, Harold B. Lee, that as we are going through these trials, they're not going to be easy. None of these trials are going to be easy. It, I'm not saying, you know, if you're going to fall off the, if you're going to fall off your, your, your tightrope of life and you're going to fall into the net, that the net might not be the most fun because it's going to hurt on the way down. But as we fall and as it does, it's not going to be fun, as it does hurt, we can build ourselves back up. We can get right back up. We can get back onto the net. Like it says there, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you and God will disperse the powers of darkness over us. He's going to be our shield and he's going to guide us. That is That is quite the promise right there. I mean, what, what greater kind of trade-off can you have? Have a little bit of faith and not even Satan can control you. How amazing is that? And like Nicole says, again, faith takes work, but it's worth it. We, we do have to put in a little bit of effort. We, uh, that's the difference between belief and faith. With belief, we simply kind of say, things. but with the faith, we're taking action as well. Action that we truly believe that we are putting in the effort. And Nicole, you kind of mentioned some of that, including reading scriptures, going to church, saying prayers. These little daily and weekly ways of devotion help our faith grow. It, it metaphorically raises that, that safety net just a little bit more with each one of those. And what greater promise can you have than that? 
Now, of course, our, our safety net isn't going to be perfect, but it doesn't have to be. A quote that I love from President Russell M. Nelson, the current prophet on the earth, says this, the Lord doesn't require perfect faith for us to have access to his perfect power, but he does ask us to believe. The Lord gives us great promises, far more than what we deserve. I have seen this over and over again as I read the scriptures and I read modern revelation that God, he, he loves us so much that he gave us his atoning sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. And that is worth all the suffering, all the pain we could ever endure. And yet, as he says in the Book of Mormon, our sins will be forgiven and we shall be blessed. That not only do we get kind of the bare minimum of, of salvation if we desire it, but he also gives us blessings now. He says, I have perfect power and you can access that. All it takes is just a little bit of faith. And truly that little bit of faith gives me great hope because I know I've had times where I had, had gone back from my faith a little bit, but I tried to believe, I tried to have faith and I could see great blessings even from that, that mustard seed of faith. I like that analogy right there that you use that mustard seed of faith. Um, the Book of Mormon speaks about that analogy and that is probably one of my favorite kind of analogies in the scriptures that prophets and apostles today have spoken of so many times. Um, I think it is amazing to think of faith as not only a safety net, but also as something that continuously grows and improves. Uh, and the analogy of a safety need, uh, which is in the Book of Alma in chapter 32, 36, um, we learn that faith starts as a little bit tiny mustard seed. Mustard seeds are like incredibly small. They're like <laughs> pin needle small. They start incredibly yeah. tiny. But over time, as they grow and as they're strengthened, that little bitty tiny, 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 tiny seed grows into a giant tree. It can grow strong and powerful. Um, another instance of this is um, a talk that uh, another prophet, uh, another apostle gave uh, a couple of years ago called Spiritual Whirlwinds, where he makes the analogy that as we are firmly planted in the, the, the soil of the Lord, that we are able to, we're able to make choices. And those choices either dig our roots deeper or they push us away. When we first start off building our faith, we have that little bitty seed. We plant the seed and we start to grow into the foundation. And the trials of life can kind of blow us around. They can blow us away. They can pull us away from that from that tree, they can pull us away from the Lord and they can tempt us. It can make it difficult. But Christ provides a way back. And that's what I really liked about the, the example you gave me a little bit ago from um, the other apostle um, about the atonement and how that is really kind of the basis for our faith. Because as we are able to, as we make those mistakes, as everybody does, we come away from those that, that, that outweigh that we've kind of walked off into strange paths we're able to come back closer to that tree. We're able to come back to that shelter. And as we do so, we're able to be strengthened. We're able to put our roots deeper into the soil of the Lord. We're able to build our strength more powerfully. And we're also able to grow firmer and stronger. Um, and the analogy of a tree, our trunks would get firmer. Our branches would go more stiff and resistant to the wind and trials and temptations. Our roots would keep us planted. And we become immovable, steadfast in the Lord, built upon his foundation.
And we've talked about a couple ways that we can build our faith, going to church, saying prayers, reading these beautiful scriptures that we have, and also reading and listening to the modern revelation we receive, particularly in general conference, which is where many of these quotes are coming from. Well, there's a quote that I want to share, and it's, I'm going to direct the question to you, Elder Harrington. This is a quote from the current prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, and it's very simple. He says, what would you do if you had more faith? And so, Elder Harrington, I'll give you a second, but what would you do if you had more faith right now? And for those just listening, we are missionaries. We are constantly learning about Jesus Christ. And so some of you may find it a little silly that I would ask that, but truly we all can be growing our faith. There is no limit to how much faith we can have. So I'll turn that again to you, Elder Harrington. What would you do if you had more faith? If I had more faith? Uh, that's a hard one. Um, I don't know. I, know, I always know that I don't, like you said there, like you said about how we all, we don't have perfect faith, right? We can always improve our faith. We can always grow. And what would you do if you had more faith? I think I'd probably strive to become more like a savior. Um, one thing that I personally love to study in the Book of Mormon and also in other resources that the church has, um, teachings and instructions that I can read all the time is something called the Christ-like attributes. Um, they're just simple ways and examples that the Savior has given us. They range from love to obedience um, to charity and kindness, uh, humility and patience, all these things. And if I think I think if I had more faith and I was able to be more like the Savior, um, I would probably have more, I'd probably be more Christ-like. I'd be able to apply those attributes more in my life. I'd be able to grow the seed, be able to lift the net up. I'd be able to just become more resistant to the trials that Satan's going to send away, I'd be able to shrug off the fiery darts of the adversary. Um, they wouldn't bruise me. They wouldn't hurt me. And I would be able to realize that. And I guess actually kind of tying in with that um, is just another question, just kind of as in a general question, why don't we always have more faith? Uh, and I think that's a, a question for each and every one of us. So that's a question for everybody listening here is, why don't we individually have more faith and how can we grow it? What is the ways that we can do to grow it? Because if we're constantly growing our faith, then we can constantly become better. And then we raise the thing where we know at no point in time is our faith going to be absolutely 100% perfect, but it can become as best as it possibly can be in our mortal state. And that's, that's our goal is to become the absolute best that we can be in our mortal state because none of us will be perfect but we can all become like the Savior. We can always seek to come closer to him and we can have those attributes become more powerful into our lives. We can have them, I don't want to use, positively use the word infect each and everything that we do. They are influencing everything. And I like what Sarah said right there, that with more faith, I would be braver and bolder in doing and sharing God's work. That is probably, a, that's a, that is a great example that, as we have more faith, as we build our faith, we're able to do the things that the Lord would have us do better. We're able to be more loving. We're able to be more obedient. We're able to seek after him more. We're able to pray more. We're able to just remember him and all that we do. I, I love that. Honestly, for me, I would be the same as Sarah. I would be braver and bolder in sharing the gospel, which is 
I mean, for goodness sake, I'm a missionary. I do that every single day. But having more faith, I think, truly changes you. It doesn't just change your actions or your thoughts. It changes you. Because when you have more faith, you understand Christ better. And you understand his purpose, which is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And by doing so, I would want to share that message with absolutely everyone. Because it is such a beautiful and it's a joyful message that we get to live with God again if we desire it. We get to live with our families again if we desire it. All of these things come by growing our faith. That's, it's just that base foundation where if we build on that, we can build a beautiful mansion. But without it, that mansion will sink and it will, it will tear apart because it will be unstable. That foundation would truly give me the, the greater courage and the knowledge to share the gospel with every single person I met, whether they be Christian or not, whether they be a member of our church or not. I would love doing that work. And I do with the faith that I have. But of course, I can always increase it. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I, I just but just kind of add my testimony to that, that, you know, it's definitely true that we all have mistakes, but as we, as our faith is stronger, as we grow our faith, we're able to be able to share God's, God's work and be able to share his gospel more powerfully as missionaries, we can always strive to do better. Um, but also we're able to just take the things that are heavenly, take the things that are godly and make them more so part of our lives. We're able to, and the another analogy that another apostle recently gave is we're able to turn more outward instead of inward. We're able to turn away from thinking about ourselves and start paying attention to those that are around us, which is applying the Christ-like attribute of charity. We're able to make that something in our life that is the focus, is to every single, every single thing in our life would revolve around the Savior as we have more and more faith. Where instead of, you know, hey, let's, you know, it's time to go to work. Hey, it's time to um, go to this activity with my friends. Um, it'd be more so focused on everything that we can do to help the Savior. It could be, hey, it's time to go activity with my friends, and along the way, I'm going to seek it, try to see if I can find anybody that I can help, anybody that I can show love to, the love of the Savior. Um, just ways in which we're able to apply the things of God in our lives and make them something that's not only a side note, where it's not just a religion, it's not just our faith, but it is our lives, because Jesus Christ is the life and light of the world. He is the source of happiness and the source of joy. And as we focus on him, everything comes into clarity. Everything becomes clear that he is that he is love, that he is life. And I like what Elder Holland said to kind of just wrap up, wrap up my testimony. I'll kind of end with um, this kind of quote here. It says, when moments come and issues surface, let us be like the struggling father before the Savior himself and proclaim with joy and happiness, Lord, I believe. Um, I love those words, Lord, I believe, because that truly is a statement of our faith. And as we are like the, the struggling father in the Bible, and we reach out to the Savior, and we proclaim, Lord, I believe, we turn ourselves over to him, and we remember that he is the master and commander. He is the Savior and Redeemer. He is the Son of God, and he is... He's our Savior. He sacrificed himself for us. And as we have faith in him and remember him and our eternal father, then we're able to be like 
this father where at through his faith he was blessed and the life of his child was saved and so as an invitation for you all as we close this episode <clears throat> is to seek out some of this modern wisdom that we're discussing we're going to be choosing some related to specific topics but there's so so much more that has been left and this this modern wisdom is found in general conference which is a general broadcast that the church does every six months and so we invite you to go to churchofjesuschrist.org and look up general conference and we can guarantee you we can promise you that when you do that if you click on any talk that is given you will see abundant reference to the savior and abundant focus on him because as bella says the lord is my light he is my joy and my song and we know that that is true. Jesus Christ is our light through dark times. There are dark times now as in the past. We need Jesus Christ just as much now and even more than was needed in the past. And as you do that, we know that you will find more light and more joy. As we continue in this series, we will talk about more of these conferences and the topics that they address and how they relate to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said in the beginning, all of this is in preparation for uh, here in the beginning of October, we'll have another one of these general conferences uh, where we'll hear modern day prophets and apostles speak their words unto us. Uh, and we're able to hear the, the, will, the words that the Lord would have us be able to know and be able to be inspired by. And so as you guys read conference talks, as you read the scriptures and seek after the Savior, we would invite you guys to prepare spiritually because um, as we are, are speaking this, we all sort of preparing be able to hear the prophet himself speak the words that Jesus Christ wants us to hear. Um, we can promise you that as you do that, you'll be able to have an increased measure of joy and light in your life. You'll be able to be strengthened and uplifted um, and that you will truly be able to hear the words that the Savior has prepared for you specifically because we know that the Savior is here and guiding and lifting out the prophets and apostles to inspire each and every one of us and all of our trials because all of us have unique situations that we're going through, and he has prepared a message that addresses each and every single one of them. Um, and we can just promise you guys that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen to that. Well, thank you, Otter Harrington. Can I, can I close us off with a prayer? Absolutely, that'd be great. Alrighty. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee for this day. We thank thee for the beauty of the earth around us, and for the beauty of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that thou inspires men today as in times of old. And we pray that as we continue to study their words, that our faith will increase. That we may help others increase their faith to raise that safety net and help them as they go through the trials of life. We pray that all those that have listened will have felt the spirit and will feel its guidance as they seek to do their best to help others. And we pray for these things in the name of thy holy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Robbers. Awesome. Well, we are so grateful to have you guys on here today. Like always, uh, we invite you to go and look at those conference talks, but also if you have any questions, reach out to us uh, here on Voice of the Missionary. Send us a message, leave a comment, whatever you like. Um, reach out to us if you have any questions or go on to comeontochrist.org where you'll be able to find missionaries near you that are just waiting and ready and prepared to be able to hear 
um, hear your concerns and be able to answer the questions that you have. Um, like always, my name is Elder Harrington. And I'm Elder Roberts. We are missionaries for Jesus Christ. And we'll be having another episode next week uh, talking about another topic of these talks from modern prophets and apostles continuing on in this modern wisdom segment. Uh, it'll be at the same time, 12 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Eastern. We can't wait to see you guys all there. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, guys. We'll see ya. Have a good one.